Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Warning, from the start, the forthcoming episode has graphic violence, self-harm, drug abuse, and other explicit content. You serious? I'm Nick Bright, and he is Marcus Bronzy. This is How to Kill an Hour, the podcast about tech. Now, the sources for today's show are Insider, Vice, and the documentary The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Nice. I like the way you pronounce McAfee correctly instead of McAfee. Yeah. Which is what I've done for most of my life. I mean, it is what I've done for most of my life, but uh, literally just before we hit the record button, we had a chat and you told me exactly how to say it. So there you go, listener. That's exactly what happened because I would have said McAfee. Yeah, and then the the true the true McAfee fans out there would be like flipping amateurs. Headphones would be getting torn off and thrown into the corners of the rooms. People would be slamming doors. And walk it out on us, <laughs> proverbially and digitally as well with the unsubscribe button. Anyway, when I say John McAfee to you, Nick, what comes to mind? Well, the obvious really, isn't it? Antivirus software, especially from the like early noughties. Yes, yes. Antivirus software. I've, I, I, as a Mac connoisseur, I have to say, I've not really messed around with antivirus software, but I used to have real joy it updated my antivirus software because I felt like I'm protected against this dangerous thing called the internet. When I had my PC back in the day, I used to love updating my McAfee antivirus or Norton, I think I used as well. Threat has been detected. It felt like, you know, you know, well, you, you say you're a Mac connoisseur now, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it felt like, you know, how your Mac constantly needs updates. Yeah. You notice this, like every bloody day, <laughs> it's like every week, every, you got that little pop-up in the corner, like... <laughs> Update, 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 update. It's like, bloody hell, mate. Can't you just, like, do all this in one? Not in one, but you know what I mean? Like, less often would be good. That's what it was like with antivirus software, I swear down. Like, back in the day, it just always needed updating. And then 99% of us, I know what you're going to say, because we've done a, we've done an episode on hacking and stuff like that in the past, but 99% of us just click, yeah, do it later. Yeah, yeah. Later, later, later. And then three yeah. years later, it's just like, there are 7,000. <laughs> yeah. Your computer has basically got gonorrhea. Um, And also back in the day, when when, when I say back in the day, a few years ago, before we had legit streaming platforms for music, you had to download your music. And before iTunes was doing its job, if you downloaded music, you were using things like LimeWire, Napster, and all that kind of stuff. And bruv, I just want to say, Nick knows about this. A lot of the stuff you downloaded was music. But once in a while you download something that you thought was a tune and instead it would be like a virus and your virus yeah. software would be like, Duh! it'd be like Star Trek. You know what I mean? Red alert, shields up. <laughs> LimeWire, mate. That was just, that was, that was, LimeWire, yeah, was basically the computer version of banging bare prostitutes without condoms. Pretty much. 
it is just Pretty like it, it was it just danger zone, you Pretty know. Much. The dangerous back then, but a lot of, more dangerous yeah, now. Yeah, super strains of bloody chlamydia flying around. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like unprotected sex now. Like it's so true. You know exactly. It was, it was mad that we all used to do that, but hey, I, I, you had to do what you had to do to get the latest Nelly album. <laughs> Fuck it off, <laughs> Nelly and the St Lunatics. You know you, you had to do what you had to do, mate. Wow. Okay. Wow. Didn't realize, didn't realize that's the level certain people had to stoop to just to get those tunes, bro. You hit me. Um, oh, I, I actually for a second thought you'd make that like, banging prostitutes to get tunes, but then I, I realized you're talking about Napstar. No, so. I'm talking about getting LimeWire. Yeah. I mean, although I'm sure there are some people out there that did bang prostitutes to get some tunes. You know, what I mean? maybe. yeah, for that exclusive baby. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, did you ever? Do you ever remember using McAfee, John McAfee antivirus, or McAfee antivirus? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, I swear, my first PC had it. Yeah, it was free for most PCs, and that was quite an interesting sales point of it. And we'll actually get into that with the life and times of John McAfee. And and we are speaking about John in the, in the past tense because he's no longer with us. But in today's episode, we're going to talk about the man behind McAfee antivirus, John McAfee, one of the most, I'd say out there guys in the tech industry i'm gonna say now when you watch the wolf of wall street they do embellish that film and make it seem a lot crazier than things were like you know for example the yacht scenes and stuff if you go on the internet and research them and see the actual real footage it's quite conservative this is going to be the opposite of that the stuff i tell you i'm probably going to leave out loads <laughs> and mm-hmm. and and some of that is to save you and and your actual conscience and life because you don't want to hear them and the other reason is is that it's just absolutely mental now unfortunately john passed away in june 2021 uh in what sounds like quite suspicious circumstances and we will get to that as well but way before that this man had a roller coaster of a life and over the next few episodes we will be discussing it McAfee was born in Cinderford in the Forest of Dean, Gloucestershire, in the United Kingdom. Yes, big up the UK gang. On the come 18- on, come, come on. on. On the 18th of September 1945, on a US Army base to an American father, Don McAfee, who was stationed there, and British mother, Joan. Don McAfee. Don. What's her yeah. name? Sounds like a god. That's like, that'd be a great name for a godfather, wouldn't it? Yeah. Don McAfee. Although, although. It is a proper, I feel like, and I know we have Dons over here because I'm guessing Don is short for Donald um, mm-hmm. in, in the same way Donald Trump. Yep. But I feel like it's really American. I feel like it's way more American than than it is British. Don. Don McAfee. My name's Don, Don. McAfee. Yeah, here it would be like Donny. You like Donny? Yeah. Um, or, just, or just Donald. Donald, yeah. yeah you're like, right. Donald. Yeah. You're right. Although you there that. was a footballer called Don Hutchinson back in the day. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> back onto the sports. Go on, Nick. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, um, yes, it was Don McAfee. Don McAfee was stationed there and British mother, Joan. His father was from Roanoke, Virginia, and returned there when John was still a youngster with the family in tow. Now, his father, in McAfee's words, was a heavy drinker and a very unhappy man who, McAfee said, beat him and his mother severely. When McAfee was 15, his father shot himself, something which McAfee said affected him daily with him saying, Every day I wake up with him. Every relationship I have, he's by my side. Every mistrust, he is the negotiator of that mistrust. So, my life is fucked. McAfee started drinking heavily in his first year at Roanoke College and supported himself by selling magazine subscriptions door to door. 
where he'd knock and announce that the lucky resident had won a free subscription and all they had to do was pay a small shipping and handling fee. So, in fact, I'm explaining to them why it's not free and why they are going to pay for it. But the ruse worked. Flipping heck, man. I, I, sometimes I'm really upset that I wasn't around in those times when you could just do a good old scam and everyone was happy. That's and, a good it, scam, isn't it? it? It was so easy to get away with as well back in the day because nothing was like, although this is obviously tech and computers and blah, 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 blah. blah but like, it, I feel like things weren't necessarily always logged on a computer. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they just had like a paper log, yeah. you know what I mean, of stuff. And it could easily be forged. It could easily be lost. Yeah, my dad always tells me how like things back when he was growing up was, was growing up was so different, you know, like things like car tax for example, mm. yeah. Over here, if you're listening in the UK, you'll understand how it works. But, but car tax is basically something you have to pay for once a year or once every six months, depending on how you do it. Uh, and you have to do it. You have to pay for it just to have your car on the road. If, yeah. you, if you don't pay for it, you, you get a fine. Um, back in the day, we, we used to have physical tax discs. Now, Marcus, you're old enough to remember those because I am as well. Yes. You used to put a physical tax disc in your windscreen. Now it's all digital, mate. There's no tax discs. If you mm. don't pay for it, you, the, the, the computer realizes and says, listen, mate, fine, coming straight to your house in five, four, three, two, bang. Back That's in it. the day, my dad said he knew people that would just put tax in the post, like in the tax disc holder. And it would, they would have it like that for years. <laughs> <laughs> literally years tax in the post like what the hell yeah yeah and and i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if there was a guy around selling wonky tax discs because oh. again no computer to go there's no like mobile phone in your hand for you to go can we just ring this up please and check up this tax disc that nah, was just like well that looks legit doesn't it or it doesn't wonky tax discs wonky mot certificates Woo! just wonky everything Woo! like not just to do with cars yeah you name it mate you know oh. like Back in the day, crime was so easy. It was good. You know, you know what, I criminals... feel like crime was a bit of fun. It was not, it was fun crime, innit? Oh, a little wonky <laughs> tax disc. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to go even further back, mate, you know, robbing a bank, just walk in with a gun, put all the money in the bag. See you later. Exciting for like, everyone. If... Everyone has something to talk about as well at lunchtime. Trust oh, me. mate, lunch was crazy. Was that the bank got robbed? Crazy. Got robbed again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, whereas now it's like you go in the bank, even if you've got like a, I don't know, like like a... AK-47 or something, like a crazy gun. Yep. Like, they just press one button and the whole place shuts down. That's like, it. You, you're done. Yep, your face is on camera. That's it. You're caught. Nah, not like the good old days of crime. We're joking, obviously. Uh, the good old days where can you just put a bandana around your face, <laughs> oh, go, into the, go into the oh, bank, walk great. out with, like, sacks of cash. Yep. You know, fantastic. Yep. Now, I've got to, <laughs> n- n- now, I've got to make sure that I'm driving a ULES vehicle, this uh, compliant vehicle, otherwise 30 quid of the money I've stolen every single time goes straight to the man. Oh, exactly. Oh, you know what I mean? Congestion or I've got to get the got to jump on the central line with all my cash. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, yeah, but you know what, though? With that being said, I almost got done the other day. Not a scam, but with a similar thing. I got sent a little voucher, shall I say, saying you can order some beers, right? And you get like a case of beers for free. I was like, a case of beers for free? That sounds good, doesn't it, Nick? A case of beers for free right now, doesn't it? Hey, sounds Nick, fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, all you have to do is pay one off delivery charge of eight pounds. And I was like, yeah, okay, hang on. That's eight eight pounds for a case. Let me look at this case of beers. I was like, "Mm, I think I'm paying for some cheap beers. (laughs) 
and the kind of cheap delivery as well. Um, I called one of my mates who's who'd done it, and he was like, um, I was like, I got this 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 delivery thing through. He goes, mate, when you try and leave this company, you'll get two or three emails and a phone call asking why you're not why you're trying to unsubscribe from these delicious beers because after your one single eight pound payment they start charging you for the cases of beers as well and i brother, i almost got caught by it you know i almost i almost they, was tempted almost done ya. yeah they almost did and uh but then it, it's all a scam really you know if if if, if we're going to go that deep it's like when netflix and amazon and um tidal and all these companies give you the uh the the, the month-long uh free trial at the start in the hope that you'll forget to cancel and just like crack on you know that's sort of right scam. Patreon, things like that, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Patreon's fantastic. <laughs> Not the Patreon. That's that's superb. That is. Nobody should ever cancel that. It's, it is interesting, and there's that whole freemium model as well. Actually, Nick, in it to keep going. So you get you get something for free, like an app. You go, have a go on it. You really enjoy it, and then one day you try and use one of the like really cool features on it. It's like, oh, you got to pay for that. Yep. A little bit like, like those ones where you, you know, those like apps where you have to like build a society and all of that crap. Yeah. It's like, like they, they fully get you. Cause like when you first play, it's like you get, you have loads of like coins and stuff like that to build stuff. Mm. And then the coins start running dry and it's like, you can upgrade to this and you can do that. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Exactly. Not sucking me in like that. Those apps must hate me because I'm like, yeah, I'll watch an ad. Thank you. Yeah. I'll watch yeah. an ad and I'll just pop my phone down and be like having a little break. There you go. I actually won't watch the ad. So the uh, the, the joke's on you guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, small victories. <laughs> right, anyway, so John, the man, uh, when he was making these sales, like I said, he would go, here's a free magazine subscription. All you have to do is pay for shipping handling, which was basically making, meaning it wasn't free. And he made all right money off this business. And John at the time spent his money on booze, but managed to graduate and start a PhD in mathematics at Northeast Louisiana State College in 1968 however he did get kicked out for sleeping with one of his undergraduate students he ended up sleeping with one of the undergraduate students yeah he's a nutter uh, and ended up coding old school punch card programs for univac in bristol tennessee that didn't last long either because he was arrested for buying marijuana and the, the lawyer got him off without a conviction but even though he was got off without a conviction he was fired i mean i'm not surprised i feel like last bit of the statement there is the least surprising thing that's happened in the podcast so far. Yeah. It's like you got kicked out for banging one of your undergrad students who you then married and then you started coding some nonsense and then you started smoking and buying weed. I yeah. mean, yeah, the, 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 I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the sacking was deserved. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, you can see already this guy's got a bit of a roller coaster life because, if I'm honest, Nick, it doesn't get any lighter from here. Before getting. Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> Before getting fired, he had learned enough to write up an awesome CV. John McAfee's CV at the time was totally made up, though. <laughs> Again, Legend. back in the day, you could just get away with it. I mean, like you just put a lie on it. I mean, there is a joke. I think uh, Dane Baptiste says something about comedian Dane Baptiste, a uh, friend of the show, says that he put Microsoft Access on your CV because no one will know how to use it anyway. So you can yeah. lie about that. Um, I don't know what kind of cool things would you put on your on on your CV if you were going to make a lie up. I put a, Wait, I, every, yeah, go on. Every I was just going to say everyone on their CV under hobbies puts reading, cooking. It's all bollocks. Yeah, like, yeah. 
you know, like they always put things that make them make them sound like intellectual. Whereas like if you were being truthful, it's like in under hobbies, it'd be like sitting on my ass watching Netflix, you know, and, and then and then like in your in your cover letter, you know, when you're applying for a job at a company in your cover letter. Again, if you were being honest, you would just be like, I want to work for this company because I need money and you are offering money. Mm. The end. Mm. You know what I mean? You seem like you offer the most money for the least amount of work. That's why I want to work for you. Instead, you end up in your interview after telling all these lies like this. Yeah, Nick, really impressive CV here. Really, really impressive. I love the fact that in your hobbies, you also like to do Krav Maga, which which is quite quite an interesting kind of martial arts, isn't it? I mean, that's Mm, special forces learn how to do that. How, How do you pick that up then? Trust me, like my um, my best mate's sister's granddad's brother, yep. he uh, was in the Royal Marines, yep. and I actually showed him how to do it. Like oh, nobody, in the, in the, nobody in the um, you know in the special forces kind of knew how to do it until. In fact, my name, my, my middle name is Kraft McGrath. They've named it after me because you oh, know I'm, oh. I'm 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 like. I'm, I'm so good at it. You know, oh, no. Fantastic. Fantastic. Also, Maybe I'll show you, you one day. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Also shows that you do knitting as well. Yeah. You know, me and the knitting needles, like ah, when I like to relax, you know, when I want to make a nice woolly hat or some socks, or maybe okay. if I want to really push the boat out, I'll make a cardigan. Why not? You oh, okay, know? cool. Here it also says rocket science as, as, a, as a hobby. You help <laughs> to develop the new NASA rockets. And the Virgin and the the SpaceX ones as well. Yeah. You helped to develop yeah. all of those. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Mr. NASA and Elon Musk and, and you know, Richard Branson, they're all friends of mine, you oh, know. Okay. Uh, we, we all get on really well when we're down Soho House. And, um, yeah, they just asked me one day, yo, Nick, Nick, you sound like such a, a clever, interesting character. Do you want to build some rockets? I said no at first, but, like, they begged me, you know. That's it was great. embarrassing, to be honest. So, like, I just did it as a favour. That's great. And are you, um... Oh, that's, well, that's, that's so impressive. That's really impressive. Thank so, you. um... Are you ready to start on Monday then? Because we actually have a bit of space. Somebody's actually moved up from frying the fries and they've gone on to flipping the burgers. So are you ready to start Monday? Is that right? Excellent. Yes. Yeah, yes. Cool. Let, let's right. do it. We'll I really need this job. I need this money. Cheers. Thanks. Um, so that's basically me in every single interview. <laughs> 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 you know, what was the best question as well where you have to chat shit? So what's your, your biggest weakness? And then you always, hey, come on, you're a liar if you don't try and flip the whole, well, you know, sometimes I just care too much about work. Sometimes I go home and I sit there and I think, whoa, did I shut down my monitor? Because I want to make sure that I save energy at this company. And sometimes I go home after, you know, you know what I mean? I, I would <laughs> chat the most shit. You know, what makes you, what make, what's the best thing about a job? When a customer feels great. I'm like, when a customer fucks off. That's yeah, my exactly. best fucking feeling. Yeah. When a customer comes up and goes, are you closing soon? And you say, yeah, we are. It's quarter past five and we close at 6.30, so we're pretty much closed. And they yeah. fuck off and never yeah. come back. The, the best thing about a job, I tell you, when I'm fucking walking out the door, you cunts. <laughs> when I'm leaving, you know, when I'm leaving this fucking dump. Yeah. yeah. Not when I'm coming in. That's the worst exactly. bit. Exactly. I'm going to deal with you and all the rest of the exactly. twats. And do you know what I really love? When I take a shit when I'm not mm. on my lunch break because you know what you're paying me for doing oh. fuck all yeah you're and I take a 15 minute shit oh. every day yeah those were those were the days man I used to work for a company called um, well I'm not going to say what they're called actually I used to work for a company <laughs> just in case and, uh, just, yeah. it's like just in case boy yeah. you never know <laughs> I, I used to work for a company that um, 
they actually used to make navigation for boats and shit. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, I used to do, I used to be on the uh, soldering line, like soldering the electronics and that. Whoa. I've done so many mad jobs, bro, let me tell you. And um, boy, every day, mate, 25 minute dump. I was like, I can't take this shit, man. <laughs> Literally, like <laughs> I need to go and have yeah. a 25 minute dump. And this was pre- iPhones as well. So yes. it's like I'm just sitting in there like playing snake and shit. Like, you really minutes. hate your job. Yeah, you're there you're there <laughs> reading you're you're reading things that you scribbled on the door yesterday. <laughs> reading the fucking ingredients on the bleach bottle next to the toilet and that. It's because I hate everything about this place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that well it's funny you should say that because john with his wonky cv managed to whack together something that was so impressive that he got a job at missouri pacific railroad it wasn't the soldering line nick but it was still a pretty important company to work for um in 1969 the company was attempting to use ibm computers to schedule trains and after six months mcafee systems that he popped in and implemented began to churn out optimizing train routing patterns unfortunately john mcafee had also discovered lsd so he would drop acid in the morning go to work and route trains all day high on acid one morning he decided to experiment with another psychedelic called dmt he did a line and felt nothing then he decided to snort a whole bag of this orangish powder now with dmt what people don't realise is it takes a while to kick in. In fact, when you go and take ayahuasca or whatever it is from the actual people that, that you know, that, that uh, shall I say qualified is the wrong set of words, but when you go to the to do it with the tribes, they actually give you a test a day where you take this drug and it kind of measures out how sensitive you are to it, Nick. Do you know what I mean? It's like, ne- imagine never drinking before and everybody having a sip of a beer or a Smirnoff ice would be sensible. You wouldn't go straight onto 10 shots of tequila. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas a more experienced like a drinker, yeah. or a smell of ice, yeah, which actually, as you know, I don't care, I'm going to get judged for this. Smell of ice tastes quite nice. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but so basically, you, it's meant to have a tester amount. So John missed that whole thing and just did a whole bag. And when describing the situation, McAfee said, Within an hour, my mind was shattered. People started asking him questions, but he didn't understand what they were saying. The computer started spitting out train schedules to the moon. He couldn't make sense of it. He ended up behind a garbage can in downtown St. Louis, hearing voices and desperately hoping that nobody would look at him. Goes without saying that he never went back to Missouri Pacific. And according to Wired magazine, part of him at the time when he was still alive believed that he was still on that trip and everything since has been one giant hallucination and one day he'll snap out of it and find himself back on his couch at home. Imagine feeling like that, man. I'd be on edge all the time. Do you know what's incredible about that? The magazine is called Wired Magazine. And it's like, he was clearly fucking wired when he was behind the trash cans in downtown St. Louis hearing voices. You know what I mean? What's yeah, so he literally was wired. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Could you imagine if that was like the subtle undertone of Wired Magazine? It was like, Wired, this week's yeah. Wired guest. <laughs> anyway. It's a magazine about drugs, not tech. <laughs> Anyway, it turns out McAfee did feel on edge from then on, and he felt like he was always one step away from total breakdown, which finally came at a fertilizer company called Omex in 1983. He was snorting lines of coke off his desk most mornings and polishing off a bottle of scotch every day and living in fear that he would run out of drugs. His wife had left him. He'd given away his dog. 
And in the wake of what he calls a mutual agreement, he left Omex. <laughs> I mean, what do you think that mutual agreement was? Uh, yeah. Omex, yeah. yeah um, like... <sighs> is, is everything all right, John? Yeah, what's up, boss? I'm all good, I'm all good, 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 Just um having a few complaints from other members of staff saying that um What are they saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? What are they saying about me? Me, me What are they saying about me? Good things, right? Good because you know what? I like to think I'm the life of the party. Is it me? Is it hot in here? Are you feeling cold? Sometimes I'm hot and I get cold. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A few of the other members of staff have said you've been you've been sorry, sorry. Sorry, just a moment, please. I've just dropped something on the floor. One second, I'm just picking something up. Sorry, you were you were saying just John. This has confirmed it. You're you're blatantly doing narcotics in front of me, and this is the complaint that I've had from other members of staff. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm going to have to let you go for this. This is um this is serious misconduct. What are you talking about? I just I dropped something on the look. We're just over here, right? Security, security. We 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 need to. Can you escort Mr. McAfee out the building, please? Hey, hey. Can I at least take my bag of of uh, no icing? That has, to, that has to stay evidence. <laughs> right, thank God he's gone. Oh, more for me. So, he left Omex and he ended up shuttered alone in his house doing drugs for days on end and wondering whether he should kill himself just like his father had. Not a good place to say the least. However, at this point, John turns things right around. And that will all be covered in part two of The Life of John McAfee. Ooh. Mm. Exciting. Indeed, indeed. Exciting, exciting. Mm. Like this, this guy's life is like an episode of EastEnders, but more X-rated. He's got I mean, a lot of drugs. I feel, I feel like he's done more drugs at this point in the story than a lot of people have ever in their lives legally or illegally bro it's it, it yeah basically and, and the fact that he comes from i don't want to sound like i'm judging people that work in tech but like he, he, he it's not the stereotypical kind of story of somebody that works in tech it sounds more like wolf of wall street yeah yeah exactly it's, it is a lot a lot more like that and and, I, and i'm gonna be honest nick it gets bigger is probably the best way of putting it because I don't want to say better or worse because it's what we have coming up is absolutely crazy but it gets the story gets bigger so if you think it sounds out of this world now it becomes ridiculous mm-hmm. all right well I, I reckon we should we should hurry up and get into part two of course if you're on patreon um, yeah yep. you know I mean you can head straight on to the next episode so I'll quickly tell you this podcast created by him Marcus Bronzy me Nick Bright produced by the one and only Billy Wright sound designed by the legend James Sloan and listened to by you lot see yep. you on the next one bless 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.